Production. Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. You are in the spotlight with Brian Gardner for this Thursday, April the 23rd, 2015. Good to have you all here for our second of two shows this week. I uh, apologize for a little bit of a late. I was actually pretty early tonight to start the show, but I had some phone difficulties. For some reason, I was not able to call out, which is a problem if you're trying to do this show. So I apologize for, I know we always start around this time, but tonight I actually was trying to start early, and guys, the fates just don't let me. But anyway, before we get going, as always, I want to remind you all of the ways which you can interact and contribute with us during our show. You can do so uh, by... Emailing us at itspotlightbg at gmail.com. Again, it's itspotlightbg at gmail.com. That's my email as well as the show. And please remember to put in the subject line of your email um, what the email is about, if it's feedback or something related to a specific segment or something for one of us on the show in particular. Just give us some idea, if you can, to help us with organizing things. We appreciate that. You can also follow us and tweet us at ITSpotlightBG. Again, it's at ITSpotlightBG, my Twitter handle, as well as the shows. And please remember to use the hashtag, hashtag ITSpotlight. Again, it's hashtag ITSpotlight. For anything you tweet regarding our show and for tonight, as this is a wrestling show, feel free to use the hashtag, hashtag ITSwrestling. Again, that's hashtag ITSwrestling. You can also find our fan page on Facebook and post on that if you'd like. To find our fan page on Facebook, use our full show title in the spotlight with Brian Gardner. And then once you find us on Facebook, like our page, then go ahead and post whatever you like to post, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, email. If you post it, I assure you, myself, or Jeff Tech, who for the next couple weeks won't be able to help me out with that, but usually he would. But I digress. If you post or something, I assure you, I'll see it. You know, it'll get read and seen. Just don't. Go crazy if we don't reply back or use acknowledge or mention something you post or sent on the show. We just can't reply back. That one, we can't possibly use or mention everything that's sent in to us. So, or that's posted. So just be aware of that. Um, okay. So, let me just get that. Let me just get this out of the way right now. For those of you that may have missed it, Jeff Tech um, is not with us for two weeks. He will not be here for two weeks. Which is, you know, hey, we only got one show next week. So, um, you know, it's, it's okay. It is what it is. So a little vacation for Jeff Tech for two weeks here. Um, so just be me and Mike, and tonight will be Justin, of course. But um, so that, that's what it, that's the way it's going to have to be for two weeks. Um, he will be back in two weeks, so he says. So um, so he will not be on the show tonight or next Tuesday. Um, that's one thing to mention. Another thing to mention, again, only one show next week. That show will be, of course, on Tuesday night. Next Thursday we are preempted for basically because of Avengers, because most of our audience is going to see the movie. We're all going to see the movie. Therefore, no show next Thursday. Next Tuesday, of course, that means there will be a sports entertainment combo show. On the sports side of things, we'll talk NBA playoffs. Um, any other major sports headlines we have to cover, we will. As always, as we will throughout the NBA playoffs, we'll give you live updates and discussion of the NBA playoffs throughout the show. Those games that are ongoing throughout our show, we will update you on. We'll also do on the entertainment side our usual segments, box office beat, TV picks of the week, and we'll probably get to a few entertainment news stories that we have to get to. That we There was a few we wanted to do this week, but we couldn't have the time. Well, we'll do a couple of those next week, and we'll probably get into some anything that happens between now and then in the world of entertainment we will touch on next Tuesday. So, 
That will be our show next Tuesday. Again, no show next Thursday. We'll be preempted. So I'll explain to you all what's going to be going down in May because we do have some different shows and different things lined up for May. Um, I'll get into a little bit of that a little bit next week and also, of course, the week after once May is underway. So got through all that. Before I further reiterate uh, what we're going to be doing tonight, let me bring, start bringing my co-host for this evening on. First, starting with Mike. Mike, you are in the spotlight. Brian Gardner. Yay. <laughs> you have committed sins against the dark side. Oh, yes! My Undertaker is going to take you, Brian Gardner. Oh, yes! He will take you, and then he will give you a Simpson powder! Oh, yes! Suck it. (laughs) Hello to you, too. Actually, I I I couldn't I could barely do that right now. My my voice is <laughs> pretty much crap. Yeah, uh, it yeah. was on Tuesday. Good to know you've improved. <laughs> uh, yes, a little bit better. Ah, okay. Well, in that case, as I said, Jeff Tech is not here tonight. So no need for an introduction. Let's bring on the the third member of our team. He gets upgraded. Usually he's fourth, but he's third tonight because Jeff Tech is not here. Everybody say hi to <laughs> Justin. <laughs> Justin, you're in the spot. If I've been promoted to number three, um, like, do I have to start doing all the weird uh, crap that Jeff Tech does because I don't please think I'm ready don't. for that commitment. No, no, please no, don't. no, 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 no. Jeff Tech has to deal with way more crap than you. Yeah. Or he gets way more than crap than you. Or he <laughs> might get his crap pounded in a little bit more than you. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, did I did I go there? I went there. I did go there. Oh my I, god. I don't care. I I honestly I don't care at this point. You know, you know what's funny is because I thought originally that he was going to be here for Tuesday's show, and he was. And he told me, no, it starts tomorrow. He starts, it starts Wednesday. So I said, all right. So he went. So I knew Thursday would be the start of like his hiatus, if you will. And so you know what? You know what's funny? He sent me. Now, of course, he doesn't know what could possibly be on the possibly be on the agenda next week because you don't know how things are going to play out at the playoffs and stuff like that. But he sent me, like, these template, like, outlines for, like, what we can do on Tuesday, knowing it's a combo show. And then he sent me an outline of what to do, like, things that could be done tonight. Like, he actually tried, which is kind of refreshing. I I know. It's, it doesn't sound like at all like him, but he did. So That, that was actually, uh, in my opinion, very surprisingly compassionate of him. Uh, we We should thank him. We should. That that actually shows mature, uh, some maturity and growth, as opposed to last year when he didn't send you guys anything. So, and Wait, which what? we're still giving. I'll oh, go ahead, Justin. I apologize. Wait, who's doing what now? 
I thought you were about to. I thought you were about to say something, and then you're like, oh, "What? Wait, what?" Jeff Tech sent me like knowing that he wasn't going to be on the show for the next two weeks. He gave me like sent me these outlines. Now he knew what we were going to do on th- on Thursday's show because we had discussed it, but. Like for next for next Tuesday and stuff. I mean, he can't really go into detail because he doesn't really know like what's what you know how much time we're gonna spend anything because we don't know how the playoffs and everything are gonna play out. But he sent us sent me some outlines, like some things to kind of like keep things organized and stuff like. I guess you can kind of consider them like templates, if you will. But yeah, he tried. He tried to be professional at least. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it does show growth, though. It does. Oh, oh, Jeff Tech has a lot of growth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he, he might experience a lot of growth over his uh, <laughs> exile. Two-week exile. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, um, good God. Just to get things set up for tonight. We will, as I said, throughout the NBA playoffs, doesn't matter what kind of show we're doing, entertainment, wrestling, whatever, we will update you on any NBA playoff games that are ongoing throughout our show. And if there's something big that happens, obviously we'll break in and let you know what's going on. Um, that's just, that's always going to be the case until the end, which is two months from now. I know, very long, draining process. But um, we do have two games on the way right now, so I'll just throw these out here right now. We're going to the half Right now, Cleveland-Boston, game three. Cleveland leads 56-48 to 48 over Boston at the half. So that game, of course, taking place at the TD Garden in Boston. Cleveland on top there. They win that game. They go up 3 nothing. That series is on TNT right now. NBA TV has the second game right now. 547 left in the first. Chicago up 12-11 on Milwaukee. Obviously, that's very early. It looks like an ugly game, but... And then later tonight on TNT, the second game, because, you know, TNT gets two games. 9.30 p.m. Eastern time, TNT, Golden State, New Orleans, game three. Golden State leads that series two games to nothing. Now, of course, that series shifting to New Orleans. Last night you had an epic playoff matchup between the Clippers and the Spurs at the Spurs. One behind really just a throwback performance from Tim Duncan last night. Um, we'll talk more about that on Tuesday, but the Spurs and Clippers is the only series that's tied through two games, which I think we all figured it would be. Um, everything else, all other series are up two games to nothing, and honestly, I think the majority of them are going to be sweeps. I think they are. I think I, I figured the only series, once we got the matchups, the only series that was going to be competitive is probably going to be Spurs and Clippers, and that's how true. So... If you want drama, that's the series to watch. And that, that game was incredible last night. If that didn't get over to like 2 a.m., but it was incredible. So uh, we'll talk all about these games, the Spurs, Clippers, everything on Tuesday. Um, but we'll let you know on the games that are ongoing right now. We'll update you throughout the show as needed. So that will be one kind of thing that's going on. But, again, this is a wrestling show, and that's what this show is going to be. We, are, we, we will be previewing WWE's Extreme Rules pay-per-view going over the matches, going over the crappy card. Oh, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. Um, that kind of happens sometimes. Uh, fella, fella, if you don't like the Extreme Rules card, you could probably kiss Sheamus's arse like oh, Dolph Ziggler will on Sunday, fella. Oh, because that's not predictable. Um, 
We'll we'll go over the matches, make predictions, and with any time we have, obviously, as always, we'll do questions and comments from the listeners. So any of you out there that still want to get your questions and comments in, you can continue to do so right now. Uh, we've already, I've already, well, I should say I, because Jeff Tech's not here. I've selected a couple already from those that have been sent before the show, but I'll be monitoring throughout the show anything you want to send in, Facebook, Twitter, or email. We'll pick from that bunch as well during the show to kind of mix it up a little bit in case something happens to come up during the show that you want to ask more about. So um, so that's the way we'll go tonight. I know there's a couple of things that came out today, some WWE news from the dirt sheets that probably people will be asking about, I'd imagine. So I'm, I'm expecting that information to be prevalent in the questions that we might get tonight. So, Okay, so here we go without further ado here because... It's always fun to get right down to business. Um, I do not believe there's been a pre-show match announced. Has there? I don't think so. Um, um, good question, actually. Uh, I don't see any. Uh, uh, no, doesn't look like there is. I don't see anything on the list. Oh, wait, so. yes, there is. Yes, there is. Yes, what there is, is it? It is uh, WWE Tag Team Champions Kid and Cesaro versus The New Day. Oh, so that's the pre-show match. Okay. That's the kickoff match, yes. Okay, so that's where we will start. We will start with the Tag Team Championships being on the line. Obviously, Kid and Cesaro are the champions. So have, no doubt they'll have Natalia at ringside with them. And they'll be facing A New Day, who will probably have, what, Xavier Woods in their corner. He'll be Kofi and Biggie in the ring, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, that's your matchup. Um, I will start it off because, what the hell, I'm, you know, why not? Uh, I, this is interesting to me because you're starting to actually add something. They've taken the really, really crappy response to a new day and are trying to mold it into a heel turn, which I guess is the only thing they can do. And they should have been heels to begin with. I think we've talked about that in nauseam for the last couple months. But um, I, I don't know what way they should go here. Because on one hand, I almost think that they should have them win just to kind of, with the titles, give them the spotlight to kind of push this angle they're starting to run here. But then I can also see from a storyline standpoint how them losing could further reinforce the heel turn. And you're facing a heel tag team, so technically they're still facing. They haven't really fully turned yet either. So it's just a, it's a weird kind of match. So I guess I would go on the side of having Cesaro and Kid retain and maybe have them a New Day win at the next pay-per-view. But also, I mean, they're in Chicago. New Day's going to get booed anyway, so instantly Cesaro and Kid are probably the faces anyway. I guess I'll, I'll, I think it'll be an okay match. It'll be better than the Uso match would have been. Um, whoever wins this is, is this a placeholder for the Lucha Dragons, who are no doubt getting the big push here, which they should. So I'm going to go with Cesaro and Kid here. I think it, that's probably the probably the better direction to go slightly. And I think it'll be an okay match. I mean, for a pre-show match, they won't give it a lot of time, but I think it'll be an okay match. Mike? Oh, not it, country. You have to feel it with your body. Everybody feel the power of the new day. 
Yeah, I went there. Uh, look, uh, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> um, but I think the New Day turning heel is, God, it, it, it's been a long time coming. They needed to be heels. They should have been heels. They were dead on arrival as faces. Um, so I, I think they, they have to kind of turn here. Um, Kim Cesaro had a, had a, they had a good run. They had a good run. Um, but I have to agree with you on two points. One, the New Day losing here might further that storyline a little bit more. And two, doesn't matter who wins, Luch Dragons are going to be taking the title soon enough anyway. Um, I actually would uh, see, see, here's my thing. I think the New Day as heels would be a hotter act, but I really want Cesaro to do something. So I'm torn. Does anybody else have this problem? Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I, I really want Cesaro to have something important because he's really good. I mean, Kid's really good too. It's just I like Cesaro better. Um, God, uh, I'm going to say Cesaro and Kid retain because I think you can go another month on the New Day stuff and then you can have the New Day win and in the summer the Lucha Dragons will probably take it at SummerSlam and they're off to the races. Uh, but I do agree with you on one final point before I throw the baton over to Justin. This would this would have been this is in fact way better than what the Usos match would have been. God, I I'm done with the Usos right now. I am done. I am <laughs> I am not Uso crazy. I'm Uso exhausted of the crap. So. <laughs> So I'm glad I'm glad we're getting some fresh faces now. So uh, Justin, I believe now it is your turn. If you want to go for Lucha Dragons and branch again the titles in the next couple months, then yeah, you got to put it on New Day because you already have the few kind of studs from this past Monday. Plus, I remember Brian saying something about them possibly thinking about bringing the uh, Freebirds rule back. Where, mm-hmm. if you have a, you know, for people who do not know that rule, basically if you have a stable and they win a tag team, all the members, all the members of the stable, if they already interchange a, a tag team, they'd all be tag team champions. Uh, I think the last team to do that was actually, um, shoot, it was the cheerleader guys, Spirit Squad. They're the last people to use the uh, Freebird rule, if I remember correctly. So, I think it makes sense if uh, New Day wins. Pretty much act as a uh, pretty much transitional champions for the Luchy Dragons until the Usos come back and just derail everything again. Hmm. But that won't be for like another six, seven months. So we got that looking forward to us. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. I'm going to have to go with a new day winning with a lot of shenanigans. Hmm. Okay. All right. 
The next match we're going to do, and I'm going to bring something else into this because, cause, you know, I think it plays into well, – well, okay, we'll, we'll talk about the match first, and then I'll bring this into this. Instead of waiting to the end with the questions and comments, I think it would be better to keep this together if we can. The next match we're going to talk about is something Mike already for, referred to, the Kiss Me Arse match between Sheamus and Dolph Ziggler. And, of course, as, as is always the case, Mike, it's a Sheamus match. You get to start. There's a really funny exchange on Twitter, surprisingly, mm-hmm. well, unsurprisingly, between Sheamus and Wade Barrett. Um, Sheamus tweeted out a picture, like an artsy picture of Wade Barrett when he had the mullet. And Sheamus implored Wade Barrett, bad news Barrett, to bring back the mullet that he had. Bad News Barrett responded with, when you dress up in this sweet outfit again, referring to King Seamus with the goofy crown and the sweet cape, he'll bring back the mullet. Now, I implore everybody, go look up that exchange on the Twitter. It is just, it'll bring a chuckle. It'll bring a light to your life, which is more entertaining than the build-up to this match. Because when Sheamus came back, it looked like he was going after Daniel Bryan. And then all of a sudden, it's Dolph Ziggler. So here we are. There is some build to this match. Um, I think they're trying to sell that the injuries that Dolph sustained or something. I'm not quite sure where they were going with that. But here's the thing. Sheamus, this is Sheamus' first pay-per-view match back. Dolph Ziggler, after his amazing end of 2014, is already done in the water. Yeah, he beat Daniel Bryan twice on television. He's been in the water already. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it looks like they're going to be doing stuff with Sheamus and I don't think they're going to be doing stuff with Dolph, doing as much stuff with Dolph Ziggler, which is a shame because Dolph is God. How many times should this guy be a main eventer? Several times over, anyway. It's ridiculous. But they're going to be doing more stuff with Sheamus. Uh, Sheamus is going to win. He's probably going to knock Dolph out unconscious, uh, quote unquote, air quotes. Um. And he's going to shove his butt in Dolph Ziggler's face. And, you know, I, I don't know where to go from there. Uh, but you might see that gift a lot. Mm. It, 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 it'll be a little homoerotic, but, I mean, hey, somebody's going to like that. Not me. Somebody's going to like that. That little uh, Seamus slash Dolph Ziggler stuff that will be all over Tumblr. Uh, okay. J- Justin, go ahead. <laughs> I refuse to answer this, qu- uh, this question. Uh, result of it's a stupid freaking match. Mm-hmm. I hate the stipulation. I hate everything surrounding it. I'm not going to talk about this match. Thank you. Fair enough. It is like... Here, here's my what, thing. It, it's, it's, it's got Kevin Dunn written over and I want to punch someone. Like, 
I yeah. want to punch a beaver now. Like, I want to punch out. Like, why? Of all the things, it's just, it's just so stupid. Like, who came up with that? Like, it saddens me a little bit. It saddens me to the fact that Dolph Ziggler has um, stank so low that he was the man in November. He was the guy that beat the authority. He should be, like, the number two guy in the company. Like, he had all the fans for him, he had everything. And they just defecated all over that. Violently. Like, Taco Bell defecation. And it, it seems like Dolph Ziggler is the Zack Ryder of the upper card. Mm-hmm. Like, he got really high, and they're like, no. And they just cut him off the knees. So, it's... I'm going to lay down now. I got myself sad now. Let me, I agree with you. First of all, we all know whose idea it was. It's a done idea, and it's a Vince idea. Vince probably loved the idea because he, it's, it's this kind of thing that he would like. Let me, let me tell you something. I don't have an issue with Sheamus and Dolph Ziggler having a match. I don't. Now, look, it, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done this program because Dolph needs wins, and so does Sheamus. I would have been a little bit more smart about this. On the other hand, okay, you want to do the program, fine, do the program. But you don't need to do a kiss me arse match, okay? Because you know what? There's something malicious about that. There is. You don't do that kind of gimmick match unless there's something malicious about it. You're trying to basically bury Dolph Ziggler completely. Doing that kind of match, you could have done. This is extreme rules. You could have done any number of gimmick matches. You could have done something. You could have did a, a, a tables match. You could have did any number of gimmick matches, and you choose a kiss me arse match. So basically, all right, you're going to do a, a, a wrestling match, and at the end of the match, you're going to do something embarrassing to make Dolph look stupid. That's what you're going to do. That's burial. That's that's a. That's why, like, I don't hate the match. I hate the stipulation. The stipulation. Yeah, the stipulation is ridiculous. To, I want to bang my head against the wall. It's funny you say that. I'll tell you why in a minute because somebody else used that expression today. Um, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Oh, 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 what do you mean you don't like having Dolph Ziggler huh, lose a match and then getting uh, his his face shoved in uh, Seamus' ass? God damn it. Why, why don't you like that? that that'll, that'll, get, that'll go over like gangbusters. Much like that, that recent movie. Uh, what, what was it called? Uh, just uh, the other day. Uh, Back to the Future. Oh, God. That, that, that's a new movie, right? Ha, ha, ha. Right, Kevin Dunn told me it was a new movie. You want to know what what really upsets me? That Dolph Ziggler's head's going to be in Seamus' butt? That does, but you know what? Here's the thing. Like Justin said, you had, after so many starts and stops, 
you had a nice natural build going again with Dolph in the fall. You put him over huge at Survivor Series. He had that great ladder match with Luke Harper at Survivor Series, uh, at TLC, pardon me, where he he made the title look good, and he went over and looked strong doing it. And then you do that stupid firing angle, which did nothing for anybody. And you know now what it was designed to do. It was designed because they wanted Reigns to look better in comparison because they wanted to push him at the top face. And we all know how that turned out. And the rumble, and then from that point on, it was just one thing after the other where Dolph Ziggler got screwed over, along with so many others. But Dolph has had so many stalls and stops. And you come out of WrestleMania, you know what, you want to do a program with Dolph or something and, and Daniel Bryan, like a triple threat or something. There were so many other things you could have done. And you choose this, okay, okay, Dolph and Sheamus, that could be, that's a good match. They're both good workers, it's a good match. I want to book it, but all right, but okay, let's do a tables match. Let's do a chairs match. Let's do something else. Instead, you do something that you you can see is it's personal, it's malicious. You can see that because there's no other reason to do it. It's childish. Now, I I have no doubt both men from a wrestling standpoint put on a good match. Sheamus is winning. There's not even a prediction to be needed here. Now, let me tell you what I want to bring into this conversation because I think it's the best time to do it since we're talking about how embarrassing this match is for, from a Dolph standpoint. I don't know if either of you saw the Twitter promo that Dolph cut today. Yeah. We got a number uh. of questions about it. And a lot of people wonder if it's just him doing a promo or if he's legit, this is legit him voicing his opinion on Twitter. Now, I'll read it to you. You can feel free to check it out. It's not that long, but you can feel free to check it out on his Twitter account. And this is, this, is his, this is a quote from his Twitter. And I quote, I've got the boys to make the noise, years in the making, almost as long as we've been waiting for you to connect. Trust me, he connects. Frustrated, outdated, I really want to be overrated. Overachievement and charisma almost equals being tall and wearing marital beads on your mouth. Yet I'm the one with the attitude problem. It's not what can the system do for you. It's what can you do for the system. You've got five months to prove that I need you. This is for everyone screwed over because they did what they weren't supposed to. Get over it, man. You mad, bro? Sad for a guy who never loses. By the way, haven't you kissed enough ass, fella? Bang your head. Of course, if you read between the lines, people think he's t- talking about Seamus and how he's sucked up to the right people and he gets all the advantages while Dolph has to work extra hard and he got over on his own when people didn't want him to and they're not pushing him. And people, and people know that his contract's up this, in, this summer and they think that's the five-month reference. So he thinks that WWE has to do something to prove to him that they're going to do something in his favor or he's out. That's what people are believing about this rant. So some people think it's just, you know, an in-character promo because he's done, you know, that's something that he sometimes does. But there's a lot of people that think this is him legitimately venting because he doesn't care anymore and he's pretty much checked out. Hmm. So, Mike? Hmm. 
Um, I didn't even know this existed until I went into the Seamus tag on Tumblr, and there it is. Mm-hmm. Um, goodness gracious. I mean, I, I don't even know. Look, I'm about 85% sure this is a shoot. I'm about 85% sure it's a shoot. Um, you look, I didn't know Seamus and Dolph Ziggler had any issues. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Um, a few lines here, it's not about Seamus. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it is 100% about WWE. And I think it's obvious Dolph's kind of checked out. I think Dolph, Dolph is kind of, he's got what? Five months left, he's got one foot out the door. He wanted to feud with Zack Ryder at WrestleMania. He didn't get it. He wanted to feud this year with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. He didn't get it. That was mostly for Daniel Bryan's safety, but he didn't get it. There were so many stops and starts. And this goes back to what you said, what I said, what Justin said. There's so many stops and st- stops and starts with Dolph Ziggler. It's like, how does how does how does he not get whiplash? It looks like they're gonna go forward with him, and all of a sudden he jerks back, forward jerks back, forward jerks back. Some of that is his fault. Some of that is his fault, not the concussions, not the concussions. If anybody's gonna go there, I'm talking about a lot of the attitude problems piss off the wrong people. And he's and look, that that's that's all well and good. He plays his he plays the game his way. He goes out there and he proves that he's one of the best guys on the roster every night. And he's going to be in there on Sunday with one of the best guys on the roster every night with a dumbass stipulation. Because Vince and Kevin Dunn thought it was a funny idea. What they're trying to do with the stipulation is bury Dolph on the way out. That's just how it is. And I think Dolph is kind of reacting to that. And I think he's, in a way, it's almost like he's lashing out. Mm-hmm. I, this is kind of, I almost had to talk myself to that. He's lashing out. He's lashing out at WWE. He's trying to pretend he's lashing out in character. But he's got the digs in there on Sheamus to make it, oh, look, he's talking about insider stuff. Oh, he's kissing your ass in the back. So he's trying to, excuse me. So it's kind of like he's shooting on Sheamus. You know what? I don't think it's a work shoot so much. I think it's 85% a shoot. Some things are in there just so, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, plausible deniability. That's the term. Plausible right. deniability. But it's but it's 85% a shoot, and he's lashing out because he's mad. Mm-hmm. But it's exactly. in, in the end, over the years, this is just Dolph being Dolph. He'll endear himself to most Internet people. He won't endear himself to others. It's Dolph being Dolph. Justin? Dolph, Dolph has every right to be mad. He has every right to be 
just so upset. What I'm waiting for is someday down the line, either when he's retired or he's future endeavor or whatever, or if he doesn't resign a contract, it's for him to do a shoot. I'm waiting for that shoot because you know he is going to go all out on it. Right. There's oh, two yeah. Shoots. There's, there's two shoots I'm looking forward to. It's that one and the Zack Ryder one. And they're both very similar. They're going to be entertaining as all hell. You know, um, I, I, I like Dolph, but and I, I, he has every right to be upset. And I, I appreciate the fact he tried to disguise it. You know, it's how he capitalized certain things so you knew what was going on. But he tried to disguise, like Mike said, he put in the Sheamus mentions to kind of be like, oh, I, I don't think he has any personal beef with Sheamus. I would, I would like, I would hope not. I mean, I thought they would get along, but I, I look, I, look, I don't think Sheamus intentionally kisses up to anybody. It's just the way it is. He, 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 he's got a bond with Triple H. It just happened. Okay, it happened. I think that's 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 just something that kind of go, you know. I and I think he's using that as fuel for his cause, and that's fine. And I think probably Sheamus understands that. And I do think he's just using it in the character, and I think that's how he's trying to disguise this, just in case something does work to his advantage in the next couple months. Honestly, I am of the opinion that, look, WWE has had a very adversarial relationship with Dolph for the last couple of years. There have been times where Dolph has not helped himself. He said some stupid stuff. And and look, and I know one of the biggest things that they've, you know, is the, the concussions and and well, and, and here's the thing, those weren't Dolph's fault. Those they weren't Dolph's fault. So it, it's just unfair to hold those against him. But I feel like they use those instances to kind of be like, oh, see, he's he's fragile. Because that's one thing we heard late last fall was. That they were they they felt like he was fragile. That's why they didn't want to push him. But ultimately, they decided to push him last fall, and they had him right there. They had him right there. That, that was the most that most they, the closest they've ever come to making him a legit main eventer. And it went to, it went south. And I think that's it. I don't think you can try it again because I don't think the audience is going to believe it. And I think Dolph knows that. And I think he knows that even if WWE were to come to him and say, "Oh, we're going to do this," going to do it, it's not. It's not going to feel the same. It's going to. Fe- they're going to have to force it on people. And it's not going to come off like it would have come off naturally last fall when you you had it all laid out perfectly. He knows it, and I think he knows he's done. I think he knows it. I think that's why in the next few months are going to be very interesting because you know, especially if, if we given what's going to probably go down on Sunday. After that, you know, what what are they going to do with him? Are they just going to keep him off TV? Because I, I, I think that, you know, you're certainly not going to give him a mic. Because he might pull a punk. Maybe that will be for the best. Maybe for the best. Maybe he'll do a promo like CM Punk did. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens with Dolph in these next few months. Because, honestly, I, I almost get the feeling that they know 
He's a, they know obviously they know he's a loose cannon. But after that match on Sunday, I have this distinct feeling that they're just going to keep him off TV as much as possible. And they're going to be like, oh, he just lost the match to Sheamus. He's embarrassed. You know, they're going to keep him off TV because they are too afraid of what he might do. I really think that. And I think this is their way of kind of like doing it. It's one last way to kind of, de- <laughs> I hate to use this terminology, rub his face in it. That, hey, you know what? It's done. It's, that's why I said the whole thing's malicious. It, the whole thing is malicious. And my, and my issue with this is I know that Dolph has, a, uh, Dolph has you know, said some things in the past, and that, might, that has played a role in why some of his pushes have stalled. I understand that. But what was the reason this time as to why everything in the fall got squandered? Roman Reigns? Because that seems to be the only thing to make any sense as to why Ambrose was languishing, why Ryback was languishing, and why Dolph Ziggler was languishing. Daniel Bryan, I can understand now there's a reason there. Okay, whatever. It is what it is. And they and, and Daniel Bryan still got booked strong anyway, so it doesn't matter to me. But the other three, the reasoning was clear. It was made clear in that rumble what happened. And all for nothing. And it's, it's, a, it's a shame, but I, I saw this this morning, and I, you know, I saw obviously a lot of our listeners asked about it, so I thought it was perfect to bring it up now. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Dolph these next couple months. All right, the next match is a Chicago street fight between the previously mentioned Dean Ambrose and Luke Harper. Justin, you get to start this one off. What do you do with two people who desperately need a win on a on a pay per view. You haven't faced each other. Because <laughs> that makes sense. I'm noticing a theme. <laughs> I'm noticing a theme of Vincent Dunn booked this pay per view. <laughs> I'm literally thinking about running into traffic, but then I remember I live on a slow street, so I wouldn't really do much anyways. Yeah. Anyways, um, Dean needs to win. He needs to win the Whisper. He has not won in his past, what, 11 pay-per-views? The last time he won a match on a pay-per-view was when he was in the Shield, when the Shield was still around, when they swept Evolution. At what, payback was it, I believe? So, yeah. it's been almost a year since he won at a pay-per-view. He needs this. He needs this badly. But guess what? There was Luke Harvey. Because guess what? Luke Harvey is, I want to say, tragically underused. But he is severely underused. He is a guy you can make into a, you know, make big. You can do a lot with him. He, he can be a solid upper mid-card guy. He could be a, how Kane used to be. You know, where he's a guy you could put in the main event and it and would seem legit. Right now, he's just kind of there, stagnant, just kind of hanging around. And, you know, 
and Modine's got some stuff going on, you know, all the great, you know, matches don't really mean much. You can't get a win out of any of them. So, I mean, he, he needs this. He needs to win this match. He needs to win it pretty handily. You know, so you got to hope that, you know, that they think this through. When they when the uh, when they decide to rewrite the whole show at you know four o'clock Sunday afternoon, but Dean needs to win. He needs this win more than Luke does. So I have to go with Dean. So with that being said, Luke Harper is probably going to win because WWE is stupid. As stupid as they are, I think I think this. It's it, to me. I think Ambrose is going to win here. I think the only reason they did this program because you know what, they don't do the little things anymore, right? Uh, and, it's, and by that I mean like the whole I, in that ladder match, Luke Harper's who put Ambrose through the table. I mean through the ladder. Pardon me. And usually that would be okay. That's sparking a feud, right? And you know if you remember the first week or so after WrestleMania, they did they. they never did anything with it. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, wait, oh, yeah, we should do something with that. And they started putting Luke Harper with Dean Ambrose. It like came out of nowhere. It's like, oh, yeah, remember when he put him through the ladder? It's like they needed something for Dean Ambrose to do, and they said, oh, Luke Harper. But it makes sense because of what he did to him at WrestleMania because they implied that that's the reason why Dean Ambrose didn't win. I kind of like that. And you know what? If you give these two time and you give them a decent match and both look strong, I think it's okay. It's, 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 Ambrose has to go over no matter what. He's the one that I, I think is winning the money in the bank case. So he has to go over here. I just what I do care about too though is them look, making Luke Harper look strong because he is underutilized. He needs to be used more. He is a great worker, and they can do a lot with him. So I hope that they do – I mean, Ambrose will do his best here. We know that. But I really do hope that Luke Harper looks good here. I think Ambrose is winning 100%. I think that's the reason why they did this – in a large part, they did this match, besides the fact that it does make storyline sense. I think they just did it because they wanted Ambrose to get a win. And he's just going to be in filler fuse until Money in the Bank. I, that's what I believe. But we'll see if I'm right, but – I think Ambrose can win. I think it'll be a good match. It's one of the things, that, one of the few things I'm looking forward to on the card. So, uh, Mike, uh, there's not a whole lot more than you said. Dean Ambrose needs to win, and Dean Ambrose is gonna win. Um, they haven't done much with Luke Harper since Survivor Series. He dropped the tag. He dropped the. He dropped the Intercontinental Title, and he did nothing. That's it. He did nothing until he powerbombed Dean Ambrose through a ladder at WrestleMania. He's been treading water since he broke off from Bray Wyatt. He had the big moment, so they feel like, all right, well, we'll just give him this. Dean Ambrose hasn't won in forever. He needs a win. Dean Ambrose is going to win on Sunday because I think they're going to go full boat on Dean Ambrose. 
Um, and I think they like him a little bit better than I like, they like Dolph Ziggler anyway. So, <clears throat> and I'm not saying it is a Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler kind of thing. I'm saying at this point they probably see more money in him there. It's weird how they haven't seen money in Dean Ambrose since The Shield, even though he's been one of their biggest acts since forever. So I I don't know. I don't I don't even know you know what what more to say. Mm-hmm. So they're treading water with both guys. Both guys desperately need a win. They've got bigger plans for Air, Ambrose. Ergo, Ambrose probably will win. However, Justin's not wrong. They might give the win to Luke Harper. I don't know why they would give the win to Luke Harper. I'm just saying they might. But I'm going to say 70, 75% Ambrose. Well, I will, I will say, I will throw this in there. We've all seen how sometimes they book p- people that are going to win the money in the bank case. Sometimes they book them on losing streaks to try to swerve you when they win. So, that could always be involved here. All right. How much more, how much more of a losing streak can you be on <laughs> when you haven't won a pay-per-view in a year? I know. <laughs> Very true. Very true. All right. The next match is the last man standing match between, oh, these two who have never met in a match before. I'm being sarcastic, obviously. Roman Reigns and Big Show. Oh, cla- this, this should be a five-star classic like so many of their other matches. I'm going to make this short and sweet because it, we, we've seen Big Show and, and Roman Reigns in the ring together. Their matches are ugh. Big Show matches are, especially with the right guy, like a Sheamus or... You know, sometimes with Kane, he's okay. Um, you know, his matches are always just bad, it seems. Um, I will say this much. I do like the way Roman Reigns builds to the end of his matches better than I will Edu Cena. I, I want to bring that up here because I think I mentioned this off the air. I do like the way he builds his matches as far as the ending of them goes because it never come, It doesn't always come off cheap for some reason to me. At least to me it doesn't. But and I like the way he... I mean, the way that they've been booking him since Brock at WrestleMania, I've liked. You know, they it doesn't have it, it has more of this like he has to actually fight and claw to get the win, and I like that. So if they do that here, it could be interesting. And you know, this is their way of getting Roman Reigns to win over Big Show and not having Big Show eat a, like a queen pin kind of thing. I mean, it's good for Reigns. I mean, this is the match you're supposed to get at. Uh, fast lane, and you end up getting Reigns and Bryan. So I guess they're making up for that, but they're also trying to keep him out of the title the, the title feud. So, um, yeah, Reigns is winning this match 100%. It won't be a pretty match. Maybe the ending might be pretty cool, depending on what they do with it, but it won't be pretty. Reigns is winning. Mike? Oh, look. Big Show about to eat another loss in the last man standing match so he doesn't have to eat a pen. Oh, wow, I am shocked. I am so surprised. Remember when he lost two of these in a row to Alberto Del Rio? Yeah. Those are actually pretty sm- some pretty awesome matches, I'm not going to lie. Um, this is not going to be that. <laughs> this 
This is not going to be that. Um, it's not nothing against Reigns. It's just that Alberto's better. I think everybody could agree that Alberto Del Rio is better than Roman Reigns. <clears throat> that being said, 100% Roman Reigns is winning here. 100%. Where is this pay-per-view going to uh, being held? Chicago. They're going to crap all over this match. Like, they are going to take a hot, steamy one all over this match. Even if Roman Reigns and the Pig Show put on the match of their life, they're going to crap on this match hard. So, with that being said, (laughs) uh, Roman's got to get a win. He's going to win. I hope they don't crap on it that bad. So, I'm going with Roman Reigns. I hope they have an interesting finish. Okay, Justin, go ahead. A wise man once told me, no. <laughs> That's the best I think of this match. <laughs> no. This is the type of match that you rub your dog's nose in because of the air, because it's a mess. This whole pay is getting me very depressed. <laughs> like, they're going to be in freaking Chicago, which is basically like, when it comes to smart towns, it's one of the smartiest. Like, you, uh, I, when you think of smart towns, you have Philly, Chicago, New York, and Hampstead Ballroom, Europe, you know, you you have certain smart towns that you have to kind of think about, okay, what well, am I going to do? Oh, where's it going to be? Oh, it's going to be here? Okay, we need to tweak things up a little bit so they don't completely and utterly destroy the match by derailing the hell out of it. They're not thinking this could be through. This match is going to get panned, good, bad, or indifferent. They could, uh, they could put on a good match. And the crowd's still going to just absolutely destroy it, and it's going to ruin the match. The crowd is just as important as the match itself and how it comes across to the viewers at home. Like, you could have a decent match, be turn, you could have a three-star match turn into a four-star match just based on how the crowd reacts and how they go along with it. The crowd is going to boo the hell out of Roman. They're going to boo the hell out of uh, out of Big Show. It's going to kind of be like, you know, it's like when they had the Big Show match at NXT for the Arnold Classic and the fans were just completely booing the hell out over it. It's going to be like that. I'm looking forward to the creative ways that the fans are going to chant at both competitors. Because we know they're going to come up with something that's definitely not going to be PG. So, Roman's going to win because it's Roman Reigns. I'm surprised he, you know, I know he ate the pin for us since WrestleMania. But, 
uh, no way Big Show's winning this. So, I you, you have to go with, uh, you have to go with, you know, Roman Reigns winning. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be a pretty one-sided match, but. Uh, all right, so across the board, Roman Reigns, that one's easy. Um, the next match up, and this is if it happens. Now, um, you know, we're going to talk a lot about this later, I'd imagine, but now I keep this separate just so we can get through the matches. Obviously, Daniel Bryan is hurt. We all know that. Um, I don't think this match is going to happen, although they haven't canceled it yet, which makes me think Bryan's going to try to get through it, which is, to me, um, we don't even know quite what the injury is. They're being very vague about it, which is interesting to me. Um, they say that he got hurt starting with that, starting with a uh, match with Sheamus, that match with Sheamus where he got, like, the stitches and stuff. But then there's – and then whatever it was got worse in the match on the Europe tour and they had to pull him off. But then there's, they're saying also that he was hurt going into WrestleMania. So we don't really know what's going on. But there have been reports that he is to be out five weeks, and if he's out five weeks from now, then that means he'll probably miss payback too. So take that as you will. If that's the truth, then I don't know what they're going to do with the Intercontinental title. But right now this match has not been canceled. Daniel Bryan, Intercontinental Champion versus Wade Barrett. So we will preview it and hope it happens. As long as Daniel Bryan's healthy, obviously we hope it happens. If he's not, then he won't get this match on Sunday, and who knows what they'll do. But, Mike, if you'd like, go ahead. So I guess we should probably be protecting whether or not this match happens. Well, you can do that, and if it does happen, what do you think will happen? I guess <clears throat> if this match happens, there if this match happens, there's no way they keep the title on Daniel Bryan. There's no way they can't do it. Um, if they do this match, Wade Barrett will walk out as a six-time Intercontinental Champion. And for a guy that probably is desperate, and he's desperate to be world champion at this point. This is a guy that desperately needs to have the world championship. Giving this guy six hundred Continental championships, it's not for him. But if this match happens, Wade Barrett has to win. If it doesn't happen, I think they'll probably have a one-night kind of uh They'll put it up. Wade Barrett will wrestle against a surprise opponent, which is something they like doing. Um, <coughs> pardon me. <coughs> I think uh, if that happens, whoever the surprise opponent will be is going to win the Intercontinental Championship. But I think the the only thing for certain is that Daniel Bryan is not going to leave payback as the Intercontinental Champion. You mean extreme rules? Extreme rules, whatever. Okay. When I say payback, I meant extreme yeah. rules. Justin? If Mike has it right. If they do this match, Daniel Bryan can't win because he needs to take time off. As much as he doesn't want to. He definitely does not want to. But they need to, you know, Sit him down and you go, listen, you're injured. 
you haven't fully recovered from your last injury that kept you out for almost a year. You took the quick way out. You took you took the Kurt Angle way out, and you're back at square one. You need to sit out, rest, get a couple opinions about getting that surgery, you know, something that's, you know, that's going to heal you, and, you know, go from there. And then when you're fully healed and not having a neck and nervous system built with, uh, built with Lincoln Logs, then you can, you know, we'll, you know, we can put in motion steps to get you a huge main event push. But right now, you need to take some time off and recuperate. So if he's wrestling, he's not winning. And if he doesn't wrestle, well, they're probably going to have to strip him of the title. So well, Mike's got it right. But in a Within this next, like, by the end of May, he's probably not going to be changing one way or another. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. Again, we don't, it, it's interesting that we don't know. They've been so secretive about this. I can understand being secretive before WrestleMania. But, you know, since everything on the Europe tour and everything pulling them in that, like, they haven't, we haven't, you, everybody's just assuming it's the neck. And they're, it, it's almost like it's, it might not be. I think the neck what might have been what was, aver- was hurting him before WrestleMania. But now it's almost like it might be something else. Because the way they're acting, like, the way that they're being very secretive about it makes me wonder. Because they, they put a timetable, like, oh, five weeks. Well, if it's the neck, then you can't, there's no way of telling it's going to be five weeks. That would lead you to believe it's something else, and they're sure that it's going to be five weeks. If that's the case, if this is, that's the biggest issue, then I think he's going to, if, if they have the match on on uh, Sunday, I think he'll win. If it's something related to the neck and they were just told, oh, it could be five, let's wait five weeks and see what happens, then I think they won't take the chance. I think they'll have him lose it. I'm going on the side of the fact they haven't canceled this match yet with everything that's happened. And the fact that it seems like because they put that timetable on it, like, and seems sure of it for some reason. And that's, again, that's from the dirt sheets, but it seems like that's a legitimate piece of info. At least to me, it does. The fact that that's the case, I think he will win on Sunday. If they have the match. I don't think it will be a long match, but I think he'll win. I would not go through with that match. I, I, I absolutely agree that I would not – I would sit him down and say, take time off. I know you want to bring prestige to the Intercontinental title and everything. I understand that. But you you need to go and actually legit get this thing figured out because it is clear. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk more later about this. There's a lot of people talking now about how WWE probably, as far as Daniel Bryan goes, probably did the right thing. By not get putting him in the main event, I you know we can go back and forth on that. All I'm gonna say is this: my feeling right now is the match will happen. Daniel Bryan will win. I don't think it will be as good of a match as it would have been 
had, you know, he. I, I think they're going to try to tell him to get caught, be cautious. We all know he never listens to that, but maybe in this case he will because of the the situation. Maybe he will listen to him. Um, you'd hope he would if he does go out there. Um, or they'll just cancel the match and they'll see if he can get back for payback and they'll just say, hey, you know what, he, we've been told that he, he'll only be out a few weeks and then he'll defend the title against Barrett at payback. Either way, I don't think he's losing the title on Sunday. I think either they cancel the match or if the match happens, he retains. That's, that's what I think. All right. Um, next up, Divas title match between the champion Nikki Bella, who no doubt will have Brie Bella in her corner, and Naomi. Justin, you get to start this lovely match off. I, I do have a quick question. Sure. Who's the heel? Oh, but don't you know there's no faces and heels in women's wrestling? Not in this, AJ. We'll get we'll get to we'll get into that later. <laughs> Just, I mean, it makes sense how they kind of did this. What I'm not sure is okay if Naomi wins, are they gonna have to feud with Paige, or are they gonna have a triple threat when Paige comes back? And does that make Nikki, the face by default, because she's kind of like not really a face. Her attitude and her, her way she does things is kind of, you know, a heel stuff. I, I don't know who anyone's really supposed to cheer for, so it's probably going to be a lot of, like, silence in the crowd and probably a whole bunch of CM Punk chants. In fact, I can guarantee there's going to be a whole bunch of CM Punk chants and AJ Lee chants. So, this match is probably going to be just crapped on by everyone uh, in the audience. I think it probably ends with shenanigans and Nikki Bella winning. Because why not? Hmm. Okay. Um, to me, this 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 is a hard one to call because I, you know, you've been hearing a lot about Naomi was supposed to get a push. They were supposed to do a heel turn in December during the Usos angle with Miz and Miz down. They postponed it, um, and now here they are doing it. And they, you know, and I I, I love how I talk about heel turns, but apparently there ain't no faces and heels and divas wrestling, but. Um, you know, again, on top of the confusion of who's the face and who's the heel, um, my feeling is Naomi's going to win the title here because of the fact that they seem to be building that program with Paige. They had her take Paige out. Paige, I think, will be back in, what, a few weeks, I guess, or something. So she'll probably be available for payback, I'd imagine. Um, I think that's the only reason why they did this and revisited this was because of the fact that AJ retired um, it's clear they wanted Paige to be the one to take it off of Nikki, but then Paige had to be written out. They said, all right, we'll just build this program up and, and it, use it to build Paige as a stronger face diva, which, again, is kind of weird considering the circumstances as far as faces and heels go. But um, 
I think it's actually I think it's a nice kind of storyline, to be honest. If they actually build it up a little bit, but um, and they can take it a, a ways if they want to. So I'm I'm not against it completely. I think, but I do think Naomi will win, which should be a pretty bad match. But I think Naomi will beat Nikki Bella, um, and win the Divas title, and then we'll probably get a rematch at Payback, probably maybe a triple threat where they keep Paige away from the title maybe another month after that, build it up a little bit more, and then pay Paige win it after that. So they only get like a two-month reign probably out of it. But, Mike? But if there are no faces and heels in the Divas division, who who am I supposed to root for? <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, hold on. I'm supposed to root for the ones on Total Divas. Oh, wait. They're both on Total Divas. Naomi's not anymore. Who am I supposed to root for? This, I don't know. That I, I am in conflict with myself. To, but, but Total Divas. Oh, I don't know, Brian. This one, this one is shocking. This one is, I, I don't know. I don't know, guys. Um, in reality, I, Nike, I think, in the end, I think they're probably going to go with Naomi. Because the Bellas are kind of <laughs> on their way out. So I think they're going to want to give uh, Naomi the, the push here. So, um, and she took out Paige. Everybody loves Paige. Everyone loves Paige, don't they? I love Paige. Mm-hmm. So, Paige is, they, they see Paige as kind of like the next AJ Lee, maybe even bigger than AJ Lee. She has the potential to sell just as much merch, if not more. She has the potential to be just as charismatic, if not more. She has the potential to be a bigger diva than AJ Lee. Naomi has just been treading water. This is like the first thing they've done with her forever. They might even, I think they might even kind of uh, attach Cameron right to Naomi Star and kind of go with her too. It'll just be like the Funkadactyls take the place of the Bellas. I, I see, I, I, I don't know. I think Naomi's probably going to win here. I think the Bellas are kind of out. So they have to kind of build up um, uh, a credible opponent for Paige. And this is how you're going to do it. I think Paige could probably get the title at SummerSlam. That'll be her crowning moment. So I'm going to go with that. So Naomi to win, carry the title through SummerSlam, and then that's it. Yeah, I guess they could always tie Cameron into this. It's not like the uh, Funk and the Actos feud went anywhere. <laughs> Near the Bella Twins feud. <laughs> All right, next up, um, the U.S. Championship match between John Cena and Rusev. Um, obviously, cha- uh, Cena the champion. A Russian chain match. I've seen a lot of people... Wondering if maybe he'll bring back 
you know, his Dr. Thugonomics gimmick here. You know, I've seen that. I don't know. That that might be a pretty cool thing to do, but I don't, I don't know if they would do that or not. All right, I'm going to make this quick. Cena's going to win. They're going to move Rusev into some other program. Um, it's unfortunate. I, I really I really kind of fear for Rusev after this program's over. Like, right now, he hasn't lost much steam because only one loss, and it's he's in a program with Cena. But where do they go after this? Who is he going to feud with? And if he like, like, let's say they move him on like somebody like Roman Reigns. Well, you know Roman's not going to eat a loss at this point, so it's going to be more Rusev losing. Who do you give him to? What do you do with him? And there's already this talk of Lana being pushed and maybe even moving on to somebody else. So I, I, I just kind of fear for where he's going right now after they put so much time and investment in him for a year. To me, he has to face a, somebody next that, you know. Um, that he can get wins off of. I think this would be an okay match because Rusev's, you know, always interesting to watch in the ring and the gimmick's no longer horrible. It's not great, but it's no longer as horrible because it's not as offensive anymore. Um, but you know what? Cena's going to win here. Um, we'll see what happens if he brings back his old gimmick for a night or not. But um, Mike? The whole reason why I think they're doing a Russian change match is for Rusev. Um, so he doesn't have to eat another tent. Right. I think Rusev is going to say strong, let's say, stay strong coming out of this. It's just, you're right. Where does he go from here? Because at this point, he's treading water. I don't know if they're going to have something for him, which is an issue. <clears throat> Pardon me. For a guy like Rusev, you need something to kind of happen. Because he saddled him with the Russian nationalist gimmick, which is killer. So, what do you do with the guy? Um, I Cena's gonna win. I think they like him with the U.S. title. It's making it important. It just defended on every show. Or almost every show. That's great. That is great. But uh, I think in the end, Cena wins. Rusev doesn't need a pin. I don't know what they do with him from here, though. So, Justin. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's obviously going to win because there's no way they would uh, give up a huge run of history at WrestleMania and just have him win it back the next pay-per-view. Uh, is going to win. It's going to be a tough match where it's going to be brutal. It's going to, you know, but the way I see it happening is Cena's going to have Rusev like, up on his shoulders, hit three of the corners, give an edge adjustment to hit the fourth corner, and that's how he wins. I'm, that's how I'm predicting the match ends. Hmm. But uh, it's our favorite uh, tried-and-true method. Cena wins. LOL. Oh, well. 
<laughs> okay, so we're all going with Cena. One of the more predictable matches. All right, finally the main event. WWE World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton in a steel cage. Lots of, I don't know if the result's necessarily in question, but there's some interesting things that could play out in this match. We'll see what happens. Mike, you get to start this one off. This one can go anyway, but I, I think the feud has to continue any after this. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Um, for me, there's only one result. Orton wins, Rollins retains. How does this happen? It's a steel cage match. Kane is the gatekeeper. He is a level 99 gatekeeper. <laughs> a demon who guards the gate. Who also sometimes wears funny ties. So, I mean, I, I think they're going to... Kane, I think, is going to end up being a red herring. They might kind of say, oh, well, Kane's going to do something, and he doesn't. <laughs> so, I think in the end, um, Rollins will retain because... And I, I'm hearing through the grapevine they've... they've and actually from you guys, and they're trying this finish out on house shows where Rollins hits the RKO. RKO's banned. So it's a way for him to kind of save his title. And I think that's kind of an ingenious way of, of going out about it. Now, if you try that finish in Chicago and you finish out the pay-per-view with a non-finish, you're going to have a riot. So at this point, I think half the mid-card and maybe half the audience is going to have to eat an RKO. But, <laughs> I, you know I'm not joking. No, so, I know you're not. But I think either... I think regardless of what happens, Rollins retains. I think Rollins either wins via shenanigans or Rollins gets disqualified because he used the RKO. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's what I'm predicting. But regardless, Rollins retains. Justin? Yeah, I'm not sure if... Take it back on what you said, Michael. I think, gonna, I think what you said is right. He's going to hit the doctor. He's going to get the acute. What might happen after that is Kane might go and Mike say, no, you know what? Uh, no, we saw the match. He might be, you know, he might do that, but kind of throw one at uh, at Seth Rollins. I can see that possibly happening, depending on the crowd reaction. But I don't see the crowd getting really upset because this is Chicago. Mm. Rollins is a indie favorite. If anything, Chicago would be like, nice. I think Chicago would appreciate it. I think they would see almost the humor in it. And the ingenuity in it. And be like, you know what? That's actually a, a very smart idea. I mean, it kind of goes along with Seth Rollins' manipulative, uh, sneaky, cheaty son of a gun. It, it's it's almost a very old school Ric Flair. 
where he'd kind of do anything he could to retain the title. Hook, crook, and everything in between. So, I think that's how it ends. Unless them doing it on the Hulk show was, again, another red herring. Right. But, if they do the RKO disqualification, I think it'd be hilarious. I think the crowd would be like, they might be a low myth that, okay, yeah, you don't get, you know, a conclusive finish, but A, it carries, it makes the, it carries the feud a little bit longer, and B, because of that, that's ingenious. That, that's creative. It's, you know, it's, the, the crowd might appreciate it more so if you did it in, you know, Corpus Christi or something like that. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Seth winning uh, via disqualification indication, which typically you think disqualification, cage match. What is this, WCW? <laughs> but, but for here, there is a reason. There is like, you can actually say, hey, this makes sense. In, in this one instance, it actually makes sense because someone online posted it and it, you know, I kind of find it interesting. Typically, it's not you know, in a cage match, it's more or less a no holds barred rather than a no disqualification. And there is a fine line between the two. And no holds barred match, you use a chair, you're still going to DQ'd. DQ, you can just do anything you want. And no right. DQ matches, you can do anything you want. With this, it's a no-host-barred cage match where you want to hit the guy in the, in, in the goal net, go right ahead. You know, you want to do all this stuff? Yeah, sure. Right. But there is a dis- one disqualification thing where, where mostly everything else is out the window. You have the stipulation of RKO. You can't use it. It's banned. That's the only way you can introduce a disqualification in this match. So... I like it. I think it'll be fun to watch. And it continues the story further to payback. And then you have money in the bank after that, and then you can go on from there. Hmm. Um, this whole stipulation, okay, the RKO is banned, you know, all within a steel cage, so obviously we're going to keep the authority out. So Seth has to figure out a way to win on his own. And they've stacked the deck against Seth because you've got Kane and what will he do? Oh, it looks like he's against them. I do agree. Kane's the red herring. I mean, I, I mean, sure, they could go the predictable route and have Kane do something. You know, and there's talk that Kane there, – there's been a lot of speculation. Kane could be Roman Reigns' next feud. Kane could be eventually a challenger for Rollins. I don't know if they're going to go there yet. Cause like, I, like you all both said, I think – they're going to go. They're going to do at least one more match for Randy Orton after this. As much as some people think it's tiresome because they've been feuding for a while now, but the whole idea of the stipulation. Whenever WWE does something like something is banned, so many times it ends up factoring in. Okay, like oh, you know, or they tease the whole while well, he loses his temper. You know, DQ me. Like if they if the, if the commentators start ringing it out like oh. He has a short fuse, you know. The title doesn't change hands. On squad. You know, when they start layering that that kind of stuff on for you, that usually means it's going to come in, into play. They've been pushing the whole RKO is banned thing a lot. Like the whole Monday Night Raw on Monday was 
allowing the RKO, Randy Orton RKOing Seth Rollins. That, to me, is almost a giveaway that that's going to be the finish of the match, especially with the house show stuff. It's a giveaway that that's what they're going to do. Because Seth, is, they've been doing, he's an opportunist, he's resourceful. That's been his whole gimmick and storyline from day one. And you're right, Justin, it makes perfect sense to actually run this kind of finish because it, it, it's not forced. It fits the storyline, it fits the character, it fits the whole thing they've been building. It's one of the few natural things they've done recently. And it's in Chicago. It's not going to be like a normal crowd where they're going to be on Orton's side here. It's going to be primarily on Seth's side here. So they're not going to mind that he did this. You can get away with it here. Even though it's the main event, you can get away with it. Also, I just, if I may interrupt, uh, if I may, you just remind me of something. They did something similar to this a few years ago with Christian. Right, where, yeah. Where if where the you know, title can change on a DQ. So what did Christian do? Christian goaded Randy Orton to kick him in the in, in the Ganad and didn't get disqualified. Right. It's the same kind of thing. Whenever they do these things, it's usually for the heel to exploit it. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Now, look, I, for, there was a time where I was thinking, because there's been a lot of speculation. People have been looking at Monday where Triple H, where Seth Rollins cut off Triple H on the mic, and they think, oh, maybe they're building to a Seth Rollins face turn. Maybe he's gonna, the authority's going to turn. I don't think that's happening right now. Because they didn't even play that to me in that, in that particular instance. The only thing that they played is the dissension between Kane and Seth Rollins. I think they're building to a Kane face turn, yes. I don't think it's happening here. I think they built it too much like Kane's going to do something. I don't think he will, or he'll be prevented from doing so, one or the other. I think it's, I think the finish, to me, is clear. I think they're going to run the, the DQ finish with the RKO. Seth's going to retain. The crowd will probably eat it up because it is Chicago, and then you'll get one more match with Orton at payback, which will burn this feud off, and then there will probably be where or- Rollins retains finally over Orton and, and we move on. And then maybe after that they use Kane. Because I I'm, I I think Rollins is keeping this thing to SummerSlam. So uh, Brock Lesnar comes back. That that to me seems obvious. So they could use Kane for that next feud after um, Randy Orton. I think it'll be a good match. I think the RKO moment, if they go with it, it's a, a really good way to end it. But, yeah, Rollins is retaining. One last thing before we go on to questions and comments. Um, if the Brian Barrett match doesn't happen, I do think it's a possibility they add something to the card. Like, they might go with Miz Miz out again. Assuming Miz is available because he is doing the same movie as Paige. They could always go to that. Um, they could always go to a Ryback match of some sort, um, or they could go to bringing Bray back and having whoever his opponent. Or, I mean, they could. You know, there's a lot of things. I don't think they actually do his opponent because I think we, I've heard rumors of who his opponent is. I don't think they. Well, they might do it, but you could have Bray appear on the card and do a promo or something like that. They'll do something if, if the Brian match can. They might still do some of these things anyway, so we'll see. But just keep that in mind. All right. Um, so all right. We got to the card. Quick score update before we do the questions and comments portion here. Um, Cleveland is up big. Well, not up big, but they're, they're, they're looking like they're going to win here. 17 seconds left in the fourth. 101 
95 Cavs over Celtics. Those are going to be up three games to none. Chicago-Milwaukee, that game incredibly close. 509 left in the third. This game on NBA TV, 66-65 Chicago in that game. That game on NBA TV, Cleveland-Boston finishing up on TNT. And again, still to come tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern on TNT, Golden State versus New Orleans, game three from New Orleans. Okay, um, back to wrestling now. Uh, questions. All right, I've been referring all night to this whole face and heel diva thing. People are probably wondering where that's coming from. Some, you know, some people know where it's coming from. For those that do not know, former WWE creative member Kevin Eck um, wrote an article on his blog uh, yesterday. He was on the WWE writing staff. I'm going to quote this because this is what he said, and I quote, I suppose I shouldn't be surprised by the questionable booking. During my time on the WWE creative team, we actually were told that there really are no baby faces or heels in the Divas division. It was strongly implied that the Divas are all just a bunch of catty chicks, most of whom are mentally unstable. A perfect example of that philosophy was the booking of the program between AJ and Paige last year. Instead of establishing a baby face and a heel, both characters acted heelish. Their frenemies angle was more confusing than compelling. Thus, the rivalry between one of the most over-divas of all time and a heralded newcomer to the main roster wasn't nearly as good as it should have been, end quote. A lot of our listeners asked about this. Um, I'm going to, I kind of combined a couple questions here because I thought that worked. The first question would be this. How long do you think WWE has been operating under this kind of thinking for the, the Divas division? And do you see it changing? That's the first part. Obviously, they think they wonder if this has been going on all along. Um, and the second part is this: given how often nowadays faces tend to be booed and heels tend to be cheered, could this possibly possibly be a smart strategy? Just making a lot of the divas into who, well, I, I just screwed it up. Sorry. Could this be a smart strategy in terms of booking the divas, as in letting the fans? make the decision as to who to cheer and who to boo. Well, fans are going to cheer and boo whoever they want, no matter if you want them to cheer from any ways. Right. Uh, that's one thing that we have to realize. I mean, back in the day, they could control the crowd a little bit better because, you know, you could play up certain things. Mm-hmm. Right now, it just seems more or less that the fans don't care because WWE doesn't care. I mean, you, you look at NXT. You have Bailey. And you have Bailey. She's getting cheered, massively cheered. And guess what? She's a face. And you have Charlotte, a face down there. She's getting cheered. So it's not like the fans are kind of controlling. If you have good wrestlers going against bad wrestlers, fans are probably going to cheer for the good ones. You know, whether whether they are face or heel. If you have someone who's just a better wrestler, and that's what the fans want. The fans want the combination of good wrestling, you know, and good program, a good booking, a good everything, that type of stuff. And, yeah, the wrestlers can work, you know, work like crazy to, you know, put on a good show, but, you know, guess what? The booking sucks. It's, you know, it's going to bring everything else down with it. Um... I mean, you still need to have 
kind of clear cut face heel. You know, you can it it is good to have that little bit of shades of gray, of okay, yes, this, but you know, maybe even you know, maybe more of continuity of well, okay, yeah, just because you don't feel like just because you're a heel now, that means I'm gonna be best friends with you because I'm a heel too, and we're gonna completely forget about the stuff you did, you know, that I did to you four months ago where I tried to run you over the car. That that that's good underwater. And then, you know, some of that stuff gets a little ridiculous to me. You know, have it be just a little more real, I guess. Not just so over the top. Hmm. If you would like, if, if you can kind of gauge how the crowd reacts and then book around that. You know, give it a, a small little sample of, you know, okay, the cow's kind of, crowd's kind of reacting this way. I mean, yeah, I think that's what they did for a couple other people, too. Like, they they go against, you know, uh, I think for New Day, before they re-debuted, they'd be heels against one team in one city, and then they go to the next city, and they were faces. And they're trying to gauge, okay, how's it, how are the reactions? Are the crowds really taking to them as a face? Or they kind of get booed no matter where they go. Okay, well, maybe we should make them heels, you know. Or maybe we keep them as faces, but they're actually still kind of heelish and we kind of build up towards it. Almost like a Bo Ryan type thing. Uh, not Bo Ryan. Bo Dallas type thing. Uh, I guess it'd be Bo Ryan too, but that's not <laughs> nowhere there. Um, yeah, I mean, just kind of get that first initial, you know, on house shows, whatever. You know, have them cut promos. Have them do it, do it here. Have them do it there. If it's someone that you haven't really, if you're bringing them up or re-debuting them, whatever, uh, kind of gauge it that way and then go from there. Okay, okay, we got this person, this person, this person. They're getting cheered. Okay, let's try to give them some more baby-based stuff and put it on the show. They'll go on Raw. They'll go on SmackDown, on the main event. Uh, see how it's going from there, and then we can build up, go from there further. So you can use the fans as a, you know, as a litmus test, but you can't solely rely on the fans. If any of that makes any sense. No, it does. Mike, you got anything to add? <laughs> um, I wasn't listening to the questions. It was, what, the gray area between the divas and... Well, but, I, I read a quote from creative writer. I don't know if you heard yeah. that. Yeah, I did All right, hear that. Well, yeah. the, okay, just to paraphrase then, it was asking how long um, do you think this, I mean, because obviously we know what's going on last summer with AJ and Page, but how long do you think that kind of booking's been going on in the Divas division? Do you think it will change, and do you think it could be beneficial in this era of faces getting booed and heels getting cheered? Um, how long has it been going on? Uh, since before AJ and Beige. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a clearly defined heel in the Divas division since Eve left. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that was, what, like a year or two years ago? Something like that, Eve yeah. Was, Eve was a clearly defined heel. Like, even back then, Mickey James was a defined face after a while. Lay Cool were defined heels. The Bella Twins were defined heels. Like, they had specific roles. 
and last time I checked, even in this new age where the faces get booed and the heels get cheered, even in this era, they got booed. Eve was booed. Vicky Guerrero was booed pretty heavily. More than any face or heel ever in the current era, actually. Um, the Bella Twins got booed. Laycool got nuclear heat. Remember that? Yep. Like, they got nuclear heat. They were over like gangbusters. Mickey James was over as a face. Uh, half the time, nobody knew how to cheer Beth Phoenix because nobody knew what Beth Phoenix was most of the time. So they just decided to cheer her because she was awesome. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But to define kind of roles help. AJ, after a while, just didn't even bother because she was going to get cheered regardless of who she was going up against. But when she was going up against Caitlyn, she was getting booed. That's just how it worked. Caitlyn was a popular face. AJ was the heel. AJ got booed. <clears throat> Caitlyn left, and then nobody. there was not a strong enough healer face to kind of challenge AJ. So AJ became the face by default. And the Bella Twins came in, and they were heels. No, they were faces, I guess. I don't know what the Bella Twins are half the time. Um, but now they're heels. <clears throat> they're defined heels. And they get booed. And they get derogatory chants chanted at them, and I hope that God Chicago doesn't doesn't do that. Oh, they're going to. They really do. They're going to. They're going to. They go if they do that, if they chant that, and then they chant, we are awesome, they are full of, and I'm going to swear, and it's going to get muted, they are full no, of no, no, so no, no, much... No, 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 Mike, 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 no. They, they are full of themselves. Let's just go with that. Let's not get muted this time. Well, I want to get muted, but I do. <laughs> I'm trying to keep the show... Brian, I'm helping you out, okay? Help me help you. Okay, Brian? I'm doing this for you. Justin, I'm trying to Justin, keep the show professional. Justin, you're breaking my balls here. You're breaking my balls. You're breaking my balls. Uh, Professionalism, folks. Breaking my balls. Breaking my balls. <clears throat> Pardon me. But I, but I digress. Is there a place for the current, uh, the, the previous way of doing things? Yes. You just need a story, a clearly defined face, and a clearly defined heel. AJ's gone. Everybody was going to cheer her regardless of what she did because she was just popular. She was well-liked. She was essentially one of us. That's what everybody liked about AJ. She was one of us. She had a dream. She accomplished it. She has interests shared with the majority of the fan base. She's a wrestling fan. She's a comic fan. She's a geek culture fan. She endeared herself. She's a Walking Dead enthusiast and married to an even bigger Walking Dead enthusiast. Ironically. <laughs> um, but she was a fan. She's one of us. She's part of our culture. 
and then endeared herself and then endeared her to us as a as a as a contingent um you know, regardless of who she was paired up with. She was popular when she was paired up with Daniel Bryan. No, no shock. Or Dolph Ziggler. Oh, no shock there. Or CM Punk. No shock there. Even John Cena. That's Even a little Kaylin. bit of a shock. Or especially Kaylin. Everybody loved that pairing. So that's the thing. AJ kind of superseded it because she was that special. Paige may not be one of part of the culture, but she is really good and really popular. Well, she kind of is part of the culture, too, though, because she's been involved oh, yeah. in wrestling her whole life. Her mother was a great uh, wrestler as well. Yes. So Paige, Paige, was re- Paige was literally wrestling before she was born. By not part of the culture, I mean not part of... She may or may not be part of the geek culture, but she's part of a different culture, like the punk culture. Um, <clears throat> but she's part of the wrestling culture as well. Uh, but Paige is really good, maybe even better than AJ is. She's very charismatic. She's got the devil-may-care attitude. She's kind of like the diva version of, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin a little bit. I Doesn't make like care see... it. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, I, I like to see more of the NXT, the anti diva, just one who's who's there to wrestle, who's there to, you know, put her fist into someone's mouth in a non kinky way, and you know, and not. Like, I wasn't really too fond of her being like total divas, and it's like you you don't want her to be the one that you know, no, like I don't want to say. Not like the other girls, so that's so cliched and stupid. I hate that phrase, but you know, something a little bit different, a little refreshing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Paige is different. And I think that difference makes her popular. Even when she was technically a heel, she wasn't really booed. So she's kind of like in that AJ category, regardless of what happens, she's going to get cheered. It's just, what are you going to do to build off of that? The Bellatrons are on their way out. So you're going to need somebody who's a clearly defined heel who won't get cheered. And they're cheering, going up against Paige. So they're going to get booed anyway. You, you, want, to get, a, you want them to get booed because they affect heels, not because they're going up against Paige. While it's true. Uh, I believe that because of what Naomi did to Paige, she has now endeared herself as a heel. Yeah. Is she going to get cheered? No, because she's going up against Paige. But Naomi is the heel. She's supposed to get booed because of her devious and low actions. Evil acts. That's for someone. So... There is a place. Is anybody going to be, is going to be as over as Lake Cool was? Well, I hope so, but probably not. But who knows? Hmm. <coughs> you know, it's 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 um. I agree. It's obviously it's been going on for a long long time. I don't. I mean, we know that for a fact it has because, I mean, you'd see heel face turns 
theoretic field face turns weekly without any rhyme or reason. Um, even more so, I mean, obviously, in the, in, in, in with the men, you don't see that that often. With the Divas, you were seeing that a ton. Um, look, they got lucky. See, they invested a lot of time in AJ. Like, they, they, you know, they made her a focal point after Daniel Bryan lost at WrestleMania. You know, they gave, they made her, I mean, she was in the main event of Raw for a few, I mean, they made her a major focal point. They invested in her. And then they used her in angles against Caitlyn, and then obviously Paige, and that made them even bigger stars. That got them over with the casuals that, you know, aren't like indie, you know, fans or anything like that. And that was huge. And I shudder to think what the division would be like if they, if they hadn't done that. Because you'd have nobody. You know, it goes to show you when they've invested in a diva and they committed to the, a direction for them, they've gotten that diva over Eve when they turned her heel. Even when she was a face, they invested and it did something. AJ, they invested and it happened. You know, Caitlyn, they invested through AJ and it happened. Paige, they invested and it's it happened. And when you invest, it works. For better or worse, last summer they invested in Bree finally, and she was getting some good face reaction. You can say it was all about Daniel Bryan, but it, she was getting it. And then they, you know, changed gears inexplicably, but I digress. If they invest, it works. I don't think it's beneficial. I mean, look, like, like Justin said, they're going to they're gonna cheer or boo based on what they think anyway. But you need to have some lines drawn. You want to have one one or two that are kind of in the middle, okay, that's fine. But the whole division shouldn't be like that. Because you're never going to get these fans to invest in any of them. Just invest enough to buy merchandise, invest enough to watch their segments if you don't draw the lines of who's the villain and who's the hero, heroine. You have to. And whether they choose to boo that person or, 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 or cheer that person, if they want to be dare to be different, then that's fine. Let them dare to be different. They've done that with the with the most of the roster. That's fine. But you should still go, all right, this is a face diva, this is a heel diva. You should still do that. It, it, that's, you, I mean, otherwise, you're not going to build investment. All right. Yeah, we did good with that topic. Um, okay. We we talked a little bit about this earlier, but it obviously is a big topic of discussion. In light of what's gone on with Daniel Bryan, and this is this is a million dollar question it seems this week. Did WWE do the right thing, not putting him in the main event of WrestleMania? Yes, and I hate to say it, because Brock Lesnar would probably have killed him. Can you imagine all those German suplexes on his neck? Mm. Dear Lord, there would be, like, so many friggin' lawsuits, like, wrongful death lawsuits from that. Brock Lesnar would be in jail. Actually, Spice Brock Lesnar isn't in jail right now for God knows what. (laughs) Crimes against Jimmy Johns. Um, we looking back uh, at the time, we thought, "Oh man, it's stupid! They should have won the Royal Rumble." This, that, the other thing. When you look back on it, a it made it, you know. Looking back, yeah, okay, 
Vampire Buster's really that healthy. He wasn't, he just barely got cleared like two days before the Rumble. Or whatever it was, just before the Rumble. And then, you know, he, he was injured at the Rumble. He was injured before he, uh, he's, sorry, he's injured at WrestleMania. He's injured going into WrestleMania. He's injured now. He, look at he should have gotten that surgery. He should have gotten that super surgery, stayed out for the extra few months, and then came back strong, and then you can have him win next year's Rumble if he was healthy. He's probably got the best of him because he's the type of person that does not want to be at home, does not want to be resting, resting, wants to be in the ring, fighting 24-7. That's just not what he is. And he is pretty much the bearded version of Kurt Angle. Uh, just with less instances of his phone and Twitter getting hacked. I'm using, <laughs> with, I'm using that with a lot of quotation marks. Right. Um, yeah. WWE kind of made the right call like, they had a stupid call, and it turned out, like, they were right. And they, I think even they were supposed to, like, oh, oh, crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we totally did that on purpose. <laughs> Basically, they screwed up, and it turned out better, and it turned for better. So, hey. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah. Down Brian should not come back really. It's you know, it's great to see him back, but he's not healthy. He needs to slow down, he needs to work a little bit differently and he needs to play it safer. He just can't. He he's kind of similar to uh Dolph Ziggler where he just goes all out every night. And you're just making surprised that his body's held up as much as it has. Mike, you got anything to add? Did they get lucky at WrestleMania? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Because um, a one-on-one match with Daniel with Daniel Bryan and uh, Brock Lesnar would have been absolutely terrifying. Would have been absolutely terrifying. I don't even know how you could have run that match in hindsight. Unless it was a triple threat match with Reigns. And then you kind of have Daniel Bryan in and out of the match and he's protected. But they got lucky. Now, was Reigns the right move? No. No, Reigns wasn't the right move. I think you probably should have gone with someone like, I don't know, Ambrose, or someone like Ziggler, who was the hottest hottest act at the time. You know? I mean, other than Brian. There are guys you could have gone with that were a better choice than Roman Reigns. Yeah, to answer the question, you got really lucky 
<laughs> you probably saved that man's career. So, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, that was was that the rest of the question? Or? That was. I mean, there is a. I I should add there is a second part. Um, do you ever, do you think that the WWE will ever invest in Daniel Bryan as a main event player again? If he gets a title lane, do you think it will be an extended one? I I think if he gets the surgery, they don't have a choice. Because he's still the most over guy in the roster by a lot. If he gets the surgery, a second neck surgery, I think he's he's fine. But they they have to do something with him because he's Daniel Bryan, and nobody is as close as being overseas. At least not yet. I think they'd have to. Look, um, it's been said since the night he came back on Raw at the end of December and made that announcement that WWE was not happy with the recovery course that he took. They felt, even though he would have been out for another year, they felt he should have had the surgery. It was the only real way to, they felt, to truly completely recover from this. They did not like him coming back at that point, but they trusted him. They trusted him to believe in his body. It's been said, I think, a couple of times, the dirt sheets have reported it, whether it's true or not, I don't know, that Vince basically said, all right, we'll see what happens these next couple months, but see how your body holds up. And it's proven. I mean, he was apparently injured going into WrestleMania. Now, whether this injury right now is related to the neck or not is, is you know, it doesn't, to me it doesn't even matter. Because for, for me, there's always this possibility, too, that this other injury that he sustained, if it's not the neck, could have been in some way related to him compensating for the neck injury itself. So, you know, we'll, we'll, hopefully, we'll, uh, hopefully we'll find out if it is the neck or not so we can, you know, deduce that or not. But to me, this whole thing is... is, is you can't blame WWE for like when he come coming back and him convincing them because they they he's their top face and and you know I, I and you know what gets me is and, I, and everybody had the right to react this way everybody believed they had no faith in him. Let's be honest here, they have faith in him. They know he's over. They wouldn't have changed their plans last year if they didn't know he was over, and they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have brought him, you know, had him make this grand announcement, putting him in the rumble and that, if they didn't have faith in him. I'm, I, you know, there's a lot of things out there. Look, if they, if he was completely healthy, whether he wanted to win the rumble or not, whether it was, you know, whoever, whether he had any detractors in the back or not, I think some way, shape, or form, he would have won that rumble. They would have found some way to do it. I I truly think that, and I think he would have. I I I think they probably would have just went with the triple threat. They would, it wouldn't have been a Brian Lesnar match. It would have been Brian Reigns Lesnar, and you probably would have gotten Brian winning the match, and he would just pin Reigns or something. I think that's how it would have went. 
But that's not what happened. And I think it made it easier for WWE, knowing that they didn't have full confidence in his health. That, you know, hey, we we got to stick by this. And I think that's ultimately why they decided to stay with Roman Reigns in the end and not do the triple threat. Like it was rumored going into Fastlane. They, they, everything going into Fastlane said triple threat. Everything. And they didn't go with it. And I think that now we know why. They just couldn't bring themselves, even after making that match at Fastlane, they couldn't bring themselves to commit to it. I think, Mike's, I think Mike is 100% right. If he goes and does something that can permanently, at least attempt to permanently solve this problem, resolve this problem with his neck, okay, then I think they will invest in him and they'll make him a, another big mega push. And if he's healthy, he'll get a nice reign with it. If he doesn't, if he, can, if he just continues to kind of put Band-Aids theoretically on it, and not, and you always have that doubt in your mind. Even if they give him a push, he's not going to hold that title very long because they can't trust him. He's not, he's not cautious. He's just, he goes all out. You can't. It, it, it's, a, it's, it's just one of these things where they're going, like, okay, we have to push you because of who you are, but we're never going to fully, we're not going to give you the kind of reign and the kind of push you truly deserve because we can't trust in you anymore. And that's a shame because of the reactions he gets and because of his ability. But that's just the truth. And I think a part of him does feel like if he was out for that year, like if he if he never came back in December, if he was out for that year, I think he feels like if he came back, he'd be starting from scratch again, like he wouldn't have the reaction. I think a part of him did believe that. And I think he and that there was that fear in his head that like, well, if I lose this reaction, I probably won't get afforded the opportunities. And I think that might have been in his head, too, even though I, I, I think he's not necessarily somebody that cares about the push all the time. I do think he, he would have wanted another one kind of to make to back up what he did the previous year. I don't know. We'll see. It's just... Speaking of neck injuries or neck issues, I don't know if, if you guys have heard the rumors about next year's WrestleMania, but our, a lot of our fans have, and I have. Um, obviously there's been a number of rumors, Rock, Triple H, Stephanie, Ronda Rousey, perhaps those matches being combined to a tag, a mixed tag match. Well, one, and you probably heard there's been rumors of a Shield triple threat match at WrestleMania next year. They want to stack the card next year. We know that. That's generally what they want. Undertaker, Sting. Well, one of the matches that's currently being rumored or being discussed, apparently, and it's no surprise it's in Texas, and they want to try to get Steve Austin to come back for one more match and for it to be at that WrestleMania, especially with the attendance record and such. One of the rumored matches that's been going around this week, according to the Dirt Sheets, is Steve Austin versus Brock Lesnar. Um, they've also discussed Rock versus Brock, and then maybe having Austin face Triple H. Um, so a lot of things are on the table. So I'm going to ask the question that I think is the most pertinent. Based on how Brock Lesnar is in the ring, and based on a lot of the fears that obviously people would have had with Dan- in light of what's happened with Daniel Bryan facing Brock Lesnar, could would, would WWE seriously put Steve Austin in the ring with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania next year? 
That's the question. Is that even a question? Like Apparently it is, and it's a question a lot of people have asked because they believe that they actually might potentially be considering it, and it looks like they actually might be, sadly. <laughs> they, they can consider it all they want. Well, then it's going to happen. It's a different story. Will Black go easy on Steve Austin? A little bit. But guess what? Black doesn't do easy. Like, Black has one mode. Destroy. Austin has not been in the ring in years. If you, you, if you have Austin in the ring with someone, you put him in the ring with someone safe. You have an Austin Triple H match. And guess what? You're not going to have Rock and Brock because guess, you know, the Hollywood got in a tizzy when Brock, when Rock, sorry, got injured at WrestleMania a couple of years ago as much as Cena. And Cena's relatively safe. Brock is not. Brock would have no qualms about, like, destroying Rock and thus destroying Rock's acting career, basically. <laughs> so, I mean, it would be ridiculous to have either one of those guys in the ring, same ring, as Brock Lesnar. It's like, do you want someone to die at WrestleMania? Because that's what's going to happen. If you have someone to work with Brock Lesnar, it has to be someone that can take that punishment. Like, he went in the Brock Lesnar went in the ring with The Undertaker, the most respected person in wrestling. And he still broke him. He still broke The Undertaker. So what's that guy say? I got the Undertaker's older and all that stuff. But Austin's not a young you know, not a young guy. Rack's not really, really that much of a young guy. I mean, look what he did. Cena was freaking Superman. Look what he did to him. And I hear background noise at Burning Town. That's a, a, as an ad. Sorry. What? Apparently, whatever the ad was, was something about it being terrible. Just like this idea of Stone Cold and Brock Lesnar. You know see what I did there? That was awesome. Uh, yes, yes I, see, I, I know what I'm doing every now and then. Uh, yeah, you, you can't have Brock Lesnar in the ring with Stone Cold. You can't have Brock Lesnar in the ring with The Rock. Brock Lesnar has to face someone that can take that punishment. And it's really a handful of people that can do it. So, I don't know who you have Brock face, but it's not either of those two. Mike? Well, I'm speculating Brock Lesnar is going to fight Zack Ryder at WrestleMania next year because we're pretending things that aren't happening, like, will not have never ever happen in real life, right? We're <laughs> pretending that it's never going to happen, right? So we can, we can speculate all day. I'm calling it now Brock Lesnar 
versus Andre the Giant, WrestleMania 31. Book it. Book it right now. <laughs> Brock Lesnar hmm. versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Paul, all, <coughs> excuse me, was Hulk Hogan not available? Ric Flair can't do it? Come on. Steve Austin was coming back, I think, for one match, and that was CM Punk. He still might come back for CM Punk. He's not going to come back to be paralyzed by Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is a conqueror. He is, legitimately. He just went out and conquered a Jimmy John's in his name, stuck mm-hmm. a flag in it, and demanded free Jimmy John's. And they gave it to him. And they gave it to him. because, Or else he would have mounted the Jimmy John's and claimed it as his own. He probably did that already. Now, I'm not saying he mounted Jimmy John's employees. I'm actually talking about the Jimmy John's restaurant itself. Because that's what Brock Lesnar does. You need a guy who can go in there and go to war with Brock Lesnar. Steve Austin is a guy who can go in there and actually wrestle a match. Brock Lesnar is not that guy anymore. No. No, he's not. (laughs) Who does Brock get next year? I don't know. I'm predicting it'll be Dolph Ziggler. (laughs) I I make funny jokes sometimes. You never know. Could be AJ Styles. Mm. <laughs> Could be the dream match everybody wants to see versus Minoru Suzuki. That would be a war. That would be a damn war. Who knows? <laughs> Certainly not going to be Steve Austin. Could be against Samoa Joe. Could be against Samoa Joe. He's fat. Oh, <laughs> uh, Scott Steiner. Could be against Scott Steiner. Book it now. Brock Lesnar, Scott Steiner, 2016. WrestleMania. Texas. I, I would I would watch that because it'd be a train wreck through and through, and it'd be hilarious. Scott Steiner would stop, stop, Scott Steiner would stop selling everything Brock Lesnar did after two minutes, and Brock Lesnar would decide, well, I'm just going to dump him on his head. And that's just what's going to happen. And, and It'll be a train wreck. Oh my god! I, I, I'm. This is my fantasy book, booking now. Like, I want to see this. I would pay dollars to see this. Well, you just might, <laughs> because I'm predicting. I am predicting Brock Lesnar, Scott Steiner, 2016. Because if we're predicting oh. matches that won't ever happen, yeah. you might as well predict this one. Yeah, I I agree. But I, I, I don't care if Vince wants it. First of all, I don't believe for a second Vince wants because Vince has been hooked on that Rock Brock thing. I think the only reason why he settled for Rock Triple H is because I think that's that's ultimately what he's going to have to do if, if he wants Rock on the card because of his schedule right now. Um, and, and I think that he's they a lot of people feel more comfortable with Triple H as a Rock opponent, and rightfully so. I I, I don't doubt they want to get Austin on the card in some way, shape, or form. And I think they will. I just don't think that's the right way to do it. You know, there's a number of different things they can do. That's just not one of them. That's, that would be horrible. I, I do think they have an issue as to who Brock's opponent will be because you know Triple H will be tied up in something. Undertaker and Sting are more than likely matching up. 
Um, I don't know if they'd want to go to Cena Lesnar for 32, because they've done that at nauseum. I don't know what they do with Brock. That's that's an interesting thing I, to 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 think about. But we'll see. It's a year away. I mean, maybe if Batista, because I know Batista wanted that match. If Batista's willing to do the WrestleMania, then that might be a way to go, I guess. But um, one last question. We'll close out because that's when I pulled. Um. There's a lot of talk over what should be the next step for Roman Reigns following this, the conclusion of, of this program with the Big Show, which will likely be on Sunday. There's been rumors of him feuding with Kane, come, a, a few with Kane coming up, and then potentially not even touching putting him in the title feud into at least SummerSlam. What should be the appropriate course of action with Roman Reigns? Also, there's been talk of having Bray Wyatt feud with Ryback coming up in the next few weeks. What would you do with Bray Wyatt and why? That's the question. And so the Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns, that's the question. Anybody can go. What you do with Bray Wyatt is have him win. Like, have him win feuds. Convincingly. And not just, like, random squash matches. Because, really, think of all the feuds he's been in. They've been not really that good in his favor. So. Yeah, you got to have him win. But I would have him face Roman Reigns. Roman, Roman needs to be kept strong. And. I'm not using it ironically either, and it's kind of saddening to me. And Roman kind of needs to keep it strong to keep Roman. You can't feed, and again, not upon towards uh, Ryback, you can't feed Bray Wyatt to Roman Reigns. And I wouldn't have Ryback go against Bray Wyatt either because. Ryback needs some some wins. He needs some stuff going on for him. So, boy, I mean, you you, you need to have him in feuds, but just not with each other. Mm. But who do you feud him with? That's 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 the question. question. Yeah. I mean, you got... Yeah, Ambrose kind of float around out of this too. Maybe they carry it on to the next pay per view, but maybe not. You know, you got you got a couple guys that are just aren't doing anything at all. I mean, when Miz gets done, what's he going to do? Who you know, is he going to continue with Miz now, or is he just going to go do his own thing? What's Sandoz going to do? I mean, Sandoz red hot right now, and you just kind of had him lose to a swerve. Okay, what goes from that now? You got a lot of things you can do, and Jim Ross talked about this on his blog. The art of long distance booking is pretty much gone. They're pretty much booking on the on the They have a rough idea of what they want to go with it, but they're booking by the, on the fly, and it's showing because you got a lot of people who are just treading water doing nothing. Or nothing of any substance. I mean, does Ryback really gain anything out of a few, you know, 
with Adam Rose? Not really. I mean, you could do a lot more if you have a few with, I don't know, maybe someone a little bit higher up on the card, maybe equal his status, but, you know, what are you going to do with, uh, what's Rowan doing right now? He's just kind of sitting there. He's not doing anything. There's so much that needs to be done and isn't. I mean, they need to build Bray Wyatt up as a legitimate contender. You need a you need a build up, so he you know, he needs a he needs a following. Maybe you guys they will put a, a title on him in, in soon. I mean, you had Harper win the Intercontinental title. Rowan's kind of not doing anything, but Bray needs a title. I'm not saying to put him in a world title match anytime soon. But maybe a mid card in the U.S. Intercontinental, something like that. Maybe have him. Maybe have him be the one to take out Daniel Bryan. It will put him over huge. But Daniel Bryan needs to take time off. You know, to have you know to have the surgery, whatever. Bray Wyatt can be put over big time with, uh, by taking him out. And they have good chemistry. You saw the match at uh, Royal Rumble last year. So, you could do that. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot that can be done with those three guys, especially for just not with each other. You know, have, have Roman Reigns kind of feud with the authority or, the, or people kind of siding with the authority getting, uh, fighting their battle for them. Until we finally get to our match with Seth, or with Seth Rollins. That's what I would do. So you're going to have Kane next. If Kane doesn't turn face, and then heel, and then face, and heel, over the course of one match. So, Mike, you got anything? I am struggling to remember what we were talking about. Basically, Basically what are we doing? There's rumors of Roman of Roman Reigns' next feud being with Kane. Where would you go with Roman Reigns next if you were booking it? And then Bray Wyatt. There's rumors of him feuding with Ryback next. Where would you go if you were booking Bray Wyatt? Where that would I go if I were booking Roman Reigns? Right to the top, damn it, because that's where Roman Reigns deserves to be, damn it. Um, I could tell you this right now. I would not have... See, I would have Roman Reigns go after... Uh, who is an authority guy that could probably eat a pin, but isn't Kane? I think Roman Reigns is going to feud with J&J Security. Um... As for Bray Wyatt, would I have him go after Ryback? No. No. Absolutely not, no. God, no. Ryback's the guy that needs a big win, too. Because Ryback, of all people, is on the verge of getting to be where he was, like, last year, two years ago. He's over. 
Ryback's the guy who should probably be taking the title off of Rollins at this point. I mean, holy crap, the dude's back over. But I digress. I would not have um, Wyatt go after Ryback. No. I don't think that works. Excuse me. Um, I... I mean, I heard all these cool theories about uh, Wyatt going after Triple H. And I think that's where you need to go. Does it turn him face? A little bit. But at this point, no other face is kind of over enough for Ryback to even in Ryback. For Wyatt to kind of turn his attention to and get a win. So, I would, if I were him... If I were them, WWE, I would book Ryan, I would book Wyatt versus Triple H. Because why not? Stephanie tries to interfere, you can kind of do Undertaker-level stuff, and, and she gets her comeuppance that way. It would be a great feud. I would personally choose Triple H to be the guy who puts over Bray Wyatt. And they just can eat a loss because he just beats Sting. So it's okay. Uh, as for Roman Reigns, in all seriousness, I think Kane to, might be a, like a, a stopgap feud. Um, I think Rusev could be a good choice for Roman Reigns. But there really isn't anybody outside of Big Show. This is where not having really good main event heels hurts. So, I think it probably would be Kane for a little bit. And then maybe Rusev, maybe somebody else. I don't know. I absolutely agree on Wyatt Ryback. That is, I don't even think those would be good matches. I hope that they don't want to do any much with Triple H because they're, they want to keep Triple H strong for his WrestleMania match next year, which I think is stupid. But I would I would do Triple H Wyatt in a heartbeat. I think it makes the most sense. I think that's really all you can do with Wyatt because well, given the names he's feuded with, anything else is like a, a downgrade. So it's, it's, you just booked yourself into a corner there. And like you said, if it turns him face a little bit, so what? I mean, you got no lot of choice at this point unless you feud him with Cena again or something. Rusev's a good choice for Reigns, but I think Rusev needs a win. So it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. Unless you have him cheat in shenanigans and, and use shenanigans to go over Reigns or even once. But I kind of think what they should, I know the, the question was about Rusev. I think what they should do with Rusev is that Daniel Bryan has to be out. And uh, let's say he wins, let's say they tr- they get him through a match on Sunday with Wade, Wade Barrett. Uh, you know what I would honestly do? As long as he's okay. He just needs some time off. I would have Rusev put Daniel Bryan out. And then have that be a feud that you revisit when Daniel Bryan's healthy and comes back. That would be that that get keep his heat level up. That would be a good thing to do if you could do it. But I don't think they will. Um, as for Reigns, I, I don't think a few of Kane will hurt him. I mean, just give him some wins at this point. Let him get through these next few months and that. I have, I mean, and then after that, you wait and see. I don't know what you can really do with him. 
I think it's smart to try to keep him out of the title the, the title matches until at least the fall, if you can. Inevitably, he's going to end up in the field. You need more heels. That's the problem. You got a lot of faces, but you don't have no heels. You need top. You got you need some more heels desperately, desperately. Unless I mean, they, there's Samoa Joe is supposed to start with WWE in June, I guess. I'm hearing. So if he does that, maybe you can make him a heel if you can try. But they need some heels in the worst way because they got a lot of top, potential top faces: Amber, Ziggler, Ryback, Reigns. I mean, they got guys here that need need unless you turn one of them need. Uh, uh, wins and each feuds and you don't have enough to go around. So, all right, we're gonna start to wind down. My phone's been like dying for like 15 minutes. So if it, if it cuts out in the middle of this, I'll just call it on my cell phone and finish up. But um, that's it. We got through the questions. We had some good discussions. But I, I think we should be very satisfied. I would imagine. Um, so there we go. All right, so we'll wind down as always. The show might be over, but you continue to contribute and participate. Um, even after the show is over, by emailing us at itspotlightbg at gmail.com. It's itspotlightbg at gmail.com. That's my email as well as the show. You can email us feedback, questions about the show and show scheduling, topic and breaking news items related to sports, entertainment, wrestling. You want to make sure we cover um, any uh, questions or reactions for any of us. You can do that all, again, via email. Just make sure you put in the subject line email some idea what that email is about to help us for organization purposes. We really do appreciate it. So you can email us. You can also follow us and tweet us at IT Spotlight BG. And it's at IT Spotlight BG. That's my Twitter handle as well as the show. But the email is the show as well as my own. So you feel free to use that. Anytime you tweet something to us or regarding our show, make sure you use the hashtag, hashtag IT Spotlight. Again, it's hashtag IT Spotlight. You can also find our fan page on Facebook. You can post stuff on there if you'd like. Um, to find us on Facebook, search us using our full title of our show in the spot where Brian Garden. And once you find our page, like our page and go ahead and post what you like to post. Again, please do not get alarmed if you don't get a reply back or if you don't hear something you post or sent mentioned on the show or acknowledge on the show. We just can't possibly reply back and use or acknowledge everything that's sent in. So just be rest assured that if you post or send something, we have seen it no matter on what form of social media or if it's an email. I promise you we have seen it. We encourage you to follow us on Facebook and Twitter for the latest show information. Otherwise, check out our main show page here on TalkShoe.com. You can search for us here on TalkShoe.com using our full show title in the spotlight with Brian Gardner. On this show page, you can have you have access to all of our episodes since we are moved to TalkShoe. They're all in the episode archive in order from most recent to the oldest, away with dates, times, numbers, and descriptions. Again, episode descriptions you get access to by clicking on the I next to every episode. Also, for scheduling purposes, on our show page, anytime I schedule a show, two things happen. You get a countdown clock and a upcoming episode listing above the episode archive at the bottom of the page. When you see those two things, you know we're definitely having a show. The upcoming episode listing will have all the information about our next episode, including the show description again. Just click on the I next to it and give it to you. So when you see those things, you know we're definitely having a show. So you want to check our show page regularly. Um, you know, just keep checking in every day, refresh the page. You want to especially check in obviously on Tuesdays and Thursdays, particularly Tuesdays and Thursdays on usual show nights. But otherwise, you know, just keeping fresh, and obviously, if you have to catch up on past episodes, when I listen to episodes again, you can check in anytime. Um, and again, and for those that do not know, most recent, I get this question all the time. If all you're looking for is our most recent episode, we have a most recent episode box in the top right hand corner of the show page. If you click on the play icon, that episode immediately points for you. So make sure to remember that. So all that available to you on our main show page or on talkshoe.com. 
You can also visit us on our second home, livesin.com, to search for us using the full title of our show in the spotlight of Brian Gardner. And then once you find our main show page over there, you can find all of our recent episodes on there for in order from the most recent to the oldest. They're labeled dates, times, numbers, and descriptions. So if you're interested in checking out some of our more recent episodes, you can head over to our second home, livesin.com. You can also check out some of our old episodes on blogtalkradio.com to search for us again using the full title of the show in the spotlight with Brian Gardner. And then once you find our old show page, scroll down, you'll find the original 31 episodes of our show. They're our first 31 episodes ever. So whether you've listened to them before and you're just feeling nostalgic and want to check them out again, or maybe you've never listened to them before, whatever the case may be, they're there to check out if you'd like. So feel free to check them out over there on blogtalkradio.com. You can also check us out on iTunes, Mike. That that in, that that whole segment still feels like forever. Find us on iTunes, download, subscribe, enjoy. We're in podcast. Support us there, please. Thanks very much. You're the best. I don't have any Jeff Tech to thank tonight. So Justin, who got promoted tonight, the third in command, gets the, gets a well. He always gets a goodbye, a, a shout out first. So. But now he gets to be, no, he's the third in command. So congratulations, Justin, on a temporary promotion. Thank you for being here tonight. I feel weird now. I should go see, <laughs> a, like a, I should go see a doctor if he hasn't, you know, refused me service now. <laughs> oh, maybe I should go to Lucas Oldfield Stadium. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, if he listens to this, he's going to love that. Uh, I can't. Um, I can't because I don't live in. Uh, I don't yeah. live in uh, that's that's obviously why. Because the Colts aren't playing right now because it's not football season. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I want to thank Mike for being here tonight. As always, thank you, Mike. Well, I, I apologize for coughing on and off through, you know, the show. But you know, it happens. But it's not like I was pissing on anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> um. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, good night, everybody. <laughs> I want to thank myself and our great show, pat myself on the back, and thank all of you for your continued support and contributions to the show. Thank you so much for listening and for all that you do. We really do appreciate it. It was a good show. We did a good discussion, and I'm very happy with that. So, All right, so we're done for this week, obviously. This is our last show for this week. Our next show, of course, next Tuesday, and that will be our only show of next weekend. We are preempted next Thursday for Avengers. We're all going to see it. Obviously, many of, most of our audience is going to see it. That's why we're off. So, um, so only one show next week. That will be next Tuesday, which will be April the 28th. Broadcasting live here on Talk Show at 8 o'clock from Eastern Time Sports Entertainment Combo Show. We'll obviously talk NBA playoffs and any other sports highlights we have to cover. We'll update you and give you up uh, and do live discussion if needed on any of the games that will be on opposite us on Tuesday. We'll give you that throughout the show, as we always do throughout the NBA playoffs. And, of course, on the entertainment side, we will talk, we'll do the box office beat, the ITS TV picks of the week, and we'll talk through some entertainment news discussions, some stuff from this week, whatever, any other entertainment news that comes up in the next few days. Whatever it is, we'll cover it on Tuesday. So sports entertainment combo coming at you on Tuesday of next week, April 28th. That's the only show we'll have next week and preempted next Thursday. Real quick score update. Uh, Cleveland did beat Boston 103-95. That game, of course, went final a long time ago. Um, one t- uh, overtime game on NBA TV, one minute and 23 seconds left between Chicago and Milwaukee. They are still tied. That game again on NBA TV. And the second game on TNT is underway. 4-11 left in the second quarter. Go- uh, New Orleans all over Golden State, 54-38. Again, that game on TNT. So kind of surprising result there. New Orleans trying to 
try, trying to get back into the series here. So that's an interesting score. Keep an eye on that game if you're not already doing so. All right, so that's the NBA scores. Obviously, we'll talk more about the NBA playoffs on Tuesday. Until then, I hope you all have a great night, a great weekend, and a great start to your week next week. We'll see you back here this coming Tuesday night, April 28th, 8 o'clock, we meet some time broadcasting live here on TalkShoe. Good night, everybody.